Yo, man, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Radical Talks with Tia Darcell. Man, it's the weekend, y'all. A lot of things are going on in this world. A lot of things are, are, are moving differently in this world. But I wanted to take a moment out to say that God is still in control. And no matter what it looks like and no matter what it feels like, we have to know and believe in our heart of hearts, especially as believers, that God will always be there for us and that God is for us. And if God be for us, then who can be against us? You understand what I'm saying? But rest in peace to anybody and everybody that has lost their lives recently to senseless violence, you know, especially the murders and, 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 and across the board you get what I'm saying you know a lot of things are going on that we just are uncomfortable with the whole world is upset you know and and I don't want to miss uh, miss out on this opportunity publicly to say you know I plead the blood of Jesus over the families of everybody that has lost a family member during this time whether it be to a census murder, whether that murder was done by the cops, whether it was done by a, a regular individual, coronavirus, like day-to-day death, you know, anything, you know, I really want to take a moment out to just show uh, appreciation for the times that they got to spend with their loved ones and to also pour back into them, you guys. You know, you never know what somebody is going through. People may appear strong uh, on the outside, but in real life, they could be dying on the inside. So we are here as believers to stand and intercede on the behalf of anybody that's going through. And we ask God to ease the pain. We ask God to wrap his loving arms around those families like never before. We ask that God shows himself mighty and stern and filled with love, grace, and mercy in their lives like never before before we plead the blood of Jesus over their families over their houses over their kids over any and everybody that's a, that was attached to those individuals you know God loves you guys I know I don't know if anybody will ever even hear this but the point is it was put on my heart to say these things and I have to be obedient because this is how I truly feel you know so pray for everybody y'all pray until something happens we cannot get distracted and forget what the bigger bigger purpose is and why we're here. And we can never forget who our enemy is. Always remember that no matter what it looks like in front of the scene, it's always a big bad Satan behind the scenes orchestrating to try to take us all out, to try to cause strife. But God is still our God and vengeance is mine, thus saith the Lord. But man, what's up, y'all? How's everybody doing? How's everything going? I'm so excited to be here talking to y'all again. Y'all know that. Y'all already knew that though before I see it. <laughs> hey, but I'm not going to waste any time though. This week's radical movement artist and song spotlight of the week goes to Mr. Desi Yates, repping the 706334 from Columbus, Georgia, man, hometown. Yo, shout out to Desi Yates. And what his song is called, it's called Dirty Chucks. So, one more time, add him on Facebook. Go like his music page. Support everything that he has going on. Shout out to the young king, Desi Yates. And his song is called Dirty Chucks. Let's go. None of us was making melons Could have been some trap stars packing up that gasoline. Team Fresh, royal treatment etching out our passion seams. All them hours making rough drafts and demos. Open verse songs got us on a different tempo. On a different wave. Hate to use a standard norm. Bitter feelings left us. Numb. All of us was feeling scorned. We read the dummies, got them rappers in success. Copy and pasted everything, had us some connects. They fell through. 
the whole God's plan isn't ours The strongest that you'll ever be is when you operate in power That isn't yours While we was thinking tours I was trying to find a way to put some gas up in the Taurus So fast forward a few years we all grown Still digging through these beats trying to come up with these songs They always said I couldn't make it And if it's mine I'ma take it Plenty hallelujah, no else. Do the life in this death, I ain't seen no else. A bold statement indeed, but yes, I claim it. I recollect obsessions with me scheming to be famous. Scribbling bars, living day to day with high hopes. Playing back that kid named Cuddy with my mind woke. 2011 was like three years late, but it is what it is. Felt them lyrics in that tape. Wanted a legacy like Goku, a legacy that transcended little old Columbus, the dumbest. Individuals that thirst for attention seem to always get a drink from the wells. I was ready, G. I was ready for whatever host squad. We would mob, probably internet for placements on jobs. Complacent need a job, anything to stack the bread up. So finally making moves, cause all of us getting fed up. Move out. They always said I couldn't make it. And if it's mine, I'ma take it I had my back to the wall, I had to fight the flame Ain't no fold in the falling, see we are not the same Mama said it would be daylight, like Sometimes I sit back and reminisce I had my back to the wall, I had to fight the flame Ain't no fold in the falling, see we are not the same Kill the demons of my past, no more Ekans in the crash No more digging through the trash, no more beckoning in the past Just been through everything, so watch me chow down and eat what's on my plate. I've been through all the fakes, I've been through all the breaks. My dirty sneakers are a symbol of success, a story worth living and telling with no stress. They always said I couldn't make it, and if it's mine, I'ma take it. I had my back to the wall, I had to fight the flame. Ain't no fold in the falling, see, we are not the same. Man, y'all better go make sure y'all follow that young man, Desi Yates. Desi Yates. Remember that name, y'all. It's going to be more than just a household name. He's doing amazing things. Follow his, follow his page. Follow his social media. He's on Fire for God. I went and researched his page pretty much and just took a look and just see what he was what he had going on. And he's a busy young man. It looks like he just got his own dance studio recently this year, if I'm not mistaken. So congratulations, and may God continue to blow on everything that you put your hands on and continue to allow him to lead the way. But y'all, man, yo, today's going to be pretty interesting, you know, because today's topic, it comes from, I took it from the scripture. I'm going to give you like a broad breakdown as to where it came from. 
but you know, so I'm paraphrasing. Let's be clear. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. So I'm going to tell you exactly where you can go back out there and get it from though. Of course, we're going to be coming out of Exodus chapter three and chapter four. And real quick. So you already know the title for the day is man, you are the one you heard me. You are the one now, not him, not her. We ain't talking about them right now. We talking about you are the one. So real quick, we got to give reverence to the one and only true living God. Excuse me. Dear God, we come to you now as humble as we know how. I come to you thanking you in advance for everything that you're going to do during the, during this time, Lord God. I ask that I may decrease totally so that you may increase in every area of my life. All of you and none of me, Lord God, give the people what they need to hear. These are your people. I am your, sh- I am, excuse me, I am willing to do whatever it is that you called me to do and say whatever it is that you've called me to say. You will continue to use me and give me the words that your people need. I love you God I'm forever indebted to you and I will never stop living my life for you in the mighty matchless name of Jesus Christ I pray amen yeah real quick God's so good I just had to say that for anybody that don't know before we even get into this man God is amazing God is the answer to all of your problems God is the answer to all of your concerns God is the answer to all of your cares there is absolutely nothing or no one that can never love you the way that God loves you and the way that God loves you man it is indescribable there is nothing that can take the place of it so I am challenging everybody under the sound of my voice to open up and allow God to just marinating your flesh marinating your soul marinating your mind marinating your spirit when i say marinate because y'all know we marinate that chicken you know what i'm saying or them pork chops or them ribs that you about to cook on the grill for the fourth of july you let it soak you let it sit there you let it you let it absorb all the flavors you get what i'm saying so let's let god be that to us we already got the holy spirit living inside of us so let's take advantage of it allow him to release everything that he has inside of us because the world needs what we have the world needs what you have the world needs what i have so let's do it so back to today's topic <laughs> y'all in exodus 3 and 4 quick rundown um i got it pulled up but for the most part what it is is fast forward back present day god had already told abraham right well abram at the time that you know what i'm saying i'm gonna bless your descendants because of your obedience i'm making a covenant with you right but he also told him that your people are gonna be um in bondage they're gonna be in captivity you know your descendants are gonna be in captivity however i still got them i still got my hands on them i'm still gonna give them everything that i promise you but they're gonna have to go through it to get it you know what i'm saying he's like i'm gonna have somebody pretty much god was telling abram about what moses was gonna do in the future so go back and read your bible it'll bless you like i said i'm paraphrasing so you can understand the gist of where i'm coming from so what he told abram was okay yeah I'm gonna give you all of that, you know what I'm saying? Because you were faithful to me, you know, because I see that you you really love me, you willing to sacrifice the son that you got that I gave you in your old age because of your love for me, you are faithful. So boom, I got all of y'all. So boom, we fast forward back to Exodus. So now we're in Exodus, and then Exodus chapter three and chapter four, God has already chosen Moses. He's already chosen Moses. Like, look, bruh, you the one. I'm sending you down there to go holler at Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh I said to let my people go because I done heard their cries. Like, the bondage is over. You feel me? Because he told them they was going to be in captivity 400 years. So it ended up being, I think, like 430 because the 30 years, that's when Joseph was there and Joseph had first brought everybody there and they weren't they weren't in bondage the first 30 years. You know, and they tell you about the other 30 years in Exodus. So keep on reading. So pretty much what it is is Moses like, nah, God. I, I ain't gonna better do it. Like I need you to choose somebody else, anybody. 
I can't do it, God. The first thing he said, I'm going to be specific. This is going to be, um, hold on. Uh, Exodus 3, I took screenshots, y'all, so I wouldn't have to, like, flip through my, excuse me, flip through my phone so I can get it to you. All right, so Exodus 3, it says, but Moses protested, protested, and this is verse 11, to God. Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel, Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. But get what Moses did again. But Moses protested. If I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to, to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then, God, then he said, what should I tell them? Okay, then God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. Now I said all that to tell you because I wanted to see I wanted you to see how I tied in the ancestors because that's the promise that God had made to Abraham. Abraham had a son named Isaac. Isaac had a son named Jacob, and then a, a whole gang of them came after that. So if we fast forward to Exodus four, guess what Moses did again? Moses protested again. This is Exodus four verse one. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked him, "What is that in your hand?" A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. Throw it down on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff, and it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. Then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it, and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. I want you to perform this sign, the Lord told him. Then they will believe the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob really has appeared to you. And then, of course, he gave him some more signs, y'all, about what he was going to do as far as the plagues are concerned, as far as disease, skin disease. You know, then he went on to talk about a couple other things. If they don't believe you, then keep doing the miraculous sign. He gave him all of that. Y'all, guess what, though? Moses still protested. You get what I'm saying? Now he want to talk about how he can't speak, how he he has a speech, speech impediment. Okay? So, next thing you know, I want, to, I want to give you clarity on that. It's in Exodus 4 and 10. But Moses pleaded with the Lord. Oh Lord, I'm not very good with words. I have never been, and I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. So God like, man, bro, you got all the excuses in the world. Okay, you know what? Get what? Take Aaron with you. That's his brother. Like, you know what? Take Aaron with me. And but God was like, excuse me. God told him, "Sit, take Aaron." Moses was like, "Lord, please send anybody else, anybody but me." End of the scripture for today. So I want y'all to really think about how that just went down, right? For one, God is so amazing. Let me say that. God is so amazing. God is faithful. And he is always going to do just what he says. Because we we know from just that, that text alone, God made a promise to Abram before he was right, right around the time. Because, you know, Abram was Abraham. God made a promise to him. God made a promise to Abraham and said, okay, uh, <clears throat> bruh, I got y'all. You know what I'm saying? I told you, you, you know what I'm saying? Do what I asked you to do. If I could see that I could trust you and that you faithful to me, I'm going to take care of your whole family. I got y'all. 
And then here come the family. Oh, man. But see, here's the thing. God had already told them, look, they was going to be bound and in captivity. But see, Abraham had never met Moses a day in his life. Moses came 400 years down the line. You know, in reality, quote, unquote, they never met each other. If, you know what I'm saying, in that reality. They were in two different time frames in the Bible. But God had already foretold of the coming of Moses. So here's the catch. And this is why. This is why today we talking on the subject of what it says. You the one, you are the one because what it, what it, man, y'all get look. I'm not like Moses and I get tongue tied cause I get frustrated because I think about how I used to be when I know God is telling me to do something like, nah, he can't be talking to me. I did. I, this can't be what he want me to do. So that's the same thing. Moses was like, I'm not equipped. I can't be the one. I'm not who you need, God. I can't even do it. I can't even deal with it, God. I don't know how to talk for one. The people don't even probably going to believe me. You know what I'm saying? And then what? And then what? What am I supposed to do? Come on, God. You sending me? Send anybody else. Send somebody else. It's people out here more qualified. It's people out here that talk better than me, that are more that can articulate better than me, that are more intelligent than me. Like, it's people out here that got, you know what I'm saying, Ugh. you know, they bought that life. That the people of Israel will actually believe. But see, I ain't bought that life. Like, they probably won't even believe me, God. And God was like, man, I'm coming with you. Pause. Think about every time you ever doubted yourself. Think about every time that you have ever been afraid to do something. Think about every time you ignored that little still voice that's crying crying out in your ear that you hear on a regular basis telling you, do this, don't do that. And you're thinking to yourself, no, I'm not pretty enough. I don't have enough money to hang around with the elite. I can't put my daughter and son in private school because I can't afford it. You get what I'm saying? But you're steady knocking yourself, but you got to understand the God that you serve, y'all. I didn't even realize that I wrote a song that said I serve a, I serve a big God and he do real big things. You say these things, Tia, but do you really believe these things? Because God is so amazing. He's the one that's going before you and making the crooked path straight. God is the one that is able to destroy your enemies. God is the one that fights your battles for you. There's nothing that you could ever do to make yourself qualified. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all, and I've been sitting here thinking because this has been on my mind for a couple of days. And everybody know my testimony. And this is what this is what God did for me. And this is how I'm going to free up some people because I have to be open and honest and transparent about my life and where I've come from. So when I thought back, y'all, to my lifestyle that I was living, right? Dating women, lesbian lifestyle, all of that, 15 years. I had I I, I had to think to myself, I said, hold on, girl. Wait a minute, Tia. Skirt, skirt. Hold on a second. So what you saying is the fact that you were a lesbian, that was pretty much you saying that God made a mistake. And y'all, let me say that again because it maybe it sounded as dumb to y'all as it sounded to me when I said it out loud when I typed it. I actually typed that last night in my phone in my notepad. So I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna read. It. I'm gonna actually read you the sentence that I wrote last night. It says, "Being a lesbian was me saying that God made a mistake." And the more I think about that now, makes me feel like I played myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna tell you what I mean by that, and I feel like this is relating to you know this this text as well as the text in regards to Gideon. Um, I really feel like that too. So what I'm saying to you is Tia, if God intended for you to be created, to be with women, then he would have put that in the word that it was okay. 
he would have created instead of it being Adam and Eve, he would have gave examples of it was okay to, for a woman to be with a woman back then. But if you read it a little further, God said that, that that's perversion. You know, that's not of God, sexual immorality, all of those things, you know, and this is me and my testimony. So the, the let's do away with the spirit of offense. If you're listening and you're going through your own struggles, this is not to judge anybody. This is to be open about what I had going on and the revelation that God has currently given me. You know what I'm saying? So when I think about it, it's like, so what you saying is the God that created the universe, the God that created us and made us out of dirt. He spoke a thing and it came to pass, made a mistake in your life. He made a mistake and said that, okay, woman of God, I created you for a purpose. But in the end, um, I created you for you to meet your king, for your king to find you, for you to be the rib to the man that God created you to be to fulfill purpose on this earth. So what you saying is God, nah, he that don't apply to you to you. He was <laughs> God was tripping, girl. He didn't know what he was talking about. What? Man, God is amazing. And I sounded just like Moses trying to trying to tell God what to do when I was out here making my life decisions. I'm pretty much saying, God, I got this. And, and, and what I'm saying is I don't need your help. Well, Moses is saying I'm not equipped, but in reality, I wasn't even equipped myself to make the decisions that I was making based on what I thought was the right thing to do based on what I thought I was capable of based on what I thought I needed because Moses said, now nah, fam, I don't even feel like I need to be the one to go. You get what I'm saying? And I felt like, God, it ain't no man out there for me. I had a lot of hurt I was dealing with. I was bitter. I was angry. You know, I was broken. And it was just so much stuff that I was dealing with at the time. And at the time when I made a decision that this is what I'm going to do, in my mind, it was like, okay, Tia, you need to be for all of these women the same thing that you've always wanted a man to be for you. But you never got that from a man. So now how about you show up and show out in their lives? Gotta be honest with y'all. That's just what it was at the time. But who am I? Tia, you serve a big God who does real big things. He doesn't need your help, young lady. <laughs> God doesn't need you to help him. That's why he's God and he's God all by himself. Moses, you're just a vessel. God can do it by himself. He can raise up anybody else, but he's chosen you. Because he knows what he placed inside of you. He knew the plans that he had for your life. He knew you had a speech impediment when he chose you. He knew that you was going to question him when he chose you. But guess what? He chose you anyway. You get what I'm saying? Because you are the one. There is there is nothing you could ever do, guys, girls, women, men. It does not matter. Kings and queens. There is nothing you could ever do to separate yourself from the love of God. There is no man. There is no woman. There is no child. There is no sickness, no disease, no infirmary. There is nothing from your past that could ever separate you from the love of God. Because for one, you are the one. God chose you for a reason. God set you apart for a reason. God already knew everything in between that was going to happen in my life before my granddaddy and grandma had even got together and kicked it. You get what I'm saying? Before my great-grandma and great-granddaddy got together and kicked it. He already knew what tears going to come from this lineage. You get what I'm saying? So he had already knew what time it was when it came down to Moses. That's just like Gideon when, he hit, when the angel hit him and said, Mighty hero, mighty man of valor. Yo, Gideon like, uh... Hold on, hold on, y'all. Let me see if anybody else back here, down here in this uh, wine press with me. Is anybody else down here? Because he can't be talking to me, mighty man of valor, mighty hero, because I ain't the one. 
You know what I'm saying? So, so God, now he like, nah, the same thing he told getting yo, I'm with you. That's what happened in my life. God was with me through the drugs, through the alcohol, you know what I'm saying? Through the, the, the lesbian lifestyle, through the bondage, through the darkness, like all of these things through my vulgar mouth, through my potty mouth, through my disrespectful days, through every single time that I've ever heard anybody out here, you know what I'm saying? But God has still been for me. There, there's nothing that I could have done that would made him love me any less because God is that amazing, y'all. God is that amazing. And he has those kind of plans for our lives. That's what he's here for. That's what, that's the type of stuff that God wants to do. God wants to show up and show out in your life so the people around you can say, man, I know Tia. <laughs> that's just like in the Bible when they was talking about Jesus. Ain't that, ain't that Joseph boy? Ain't that Mary's son? But don't get it twisted. That's he's a part of the Trinity. Jesus Christ was the great I am. You know what I'm saying? They didn't even have not have any idea who they was walking the streets with back then. A lot of people didn't even believe. But that just goes to show when you are the one, when you are chosen, it doesn't matter what your situations look like. It doesn't matter what your past decisions look like. What really matters is who you're serving right now. Who is in control? That's what matters. That is the only thing that matters. When you place God first in your life, when you prioritize, when you stop idolatry, Oh, excuse me. When you start with the idolatry, you cannot put anything before God. God is a jealous God. Don't forget that. I forgot it for a long time. Y'all, I grew up in this church. And it didn't, I wasn't even thinking about being the one. I wasn't thinking about being chosen. I was thinking about, man, when I left the church, I'm out. Man, I was at church Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, bro. It's like, man. And then you got to go through vacation Bible school. You got to go through, uh, what else we were doing? Revival, man. Well, you know, yeah, I grew up in a Baptist church. We had like 12 revivals a year. And I'm like, man, and then we got to be at the youth. We got to be out of air night, seven o'clock. I'm like, man, and then I was the usher. Then I was the secretary of the Sunday school, secretary of BTU, secretary of the Bible study, man, y'all. I was like, bro, I'm church out. And then my church broke my heart when I got pregnant as a teenager. They kicked me to the curb. They made me step down. I'm like, you know what? I'm done with y'all. So I had a lot of stuff going on by the time it was time for me to be free. When I say free, free out of high school, free out of my parents' house. Y'all, I had, I had so much anger, so much bitterness, but see, God had already chosen me. He was just waiting on my yes, because since he's a gentleman, he's not going to force himself into my life. Y'all know that. I know that. I tell you that all the time, man. God wants you to say yes to him. God wants you to choose him because he chose you. I've always learned what I've learned now to say that I love God, man, because he first loved me. I mean, how many people that you can actually say you come across that genuinely have loved you first? I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying that type of love doesn't exist, but what I'm saying with God, it applies to each and every one of us. For God so loved the world, you are a part of the world, that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him, you and me, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And then he also going to say, he didn't send his son here to condemn the world, that through him we might be saved. Who wouldn't serve God like that? You are the one. Queen, you are the one. Nobody can be a mom like you. 
Nobody can get up in the morning, fix those kids' breakfast, deal with them calling your name 99 times a day, deal with the attitudes, deal with the disrespect, deal with the, the what do you call them things, dealing with the hormones of these young men and still have to take care of your husband at the same time. And don't get it twisted. I'm not talking about take care as in a slave, but I mean, as being a Proverbs 31 woman, it's up to a queen out here to take care of a king like the word of God says, you know, because the prayers of the righteous avail is much. The Bible says that we should pray with without ceasing but it also goes on to describe that a woman that prays over her husband and covers her household has the power and the authority to shift the entire trajectory of that house and of her husband that's why it's so important to be with your purpose partner you can't just be out here trying to do that with everybody you have to be equally yoked i don't even know why god is taking me here but you have to be equally yoked because even in marriages in relationships you're the one you're putting, if you allow God to lead you in your relationships, you're the one for that man. And he's the one for you because that's what God had in mind. Nobody's going to bring out of that woman, what you're going to be able to bring out of her King, because God created her for you. And he knew that once y'all linked up, it was a wrap. Y'all killing purpose out here. Same thing go for you, queen. Nobody's going to be able to do for that King what you can, because God knew that you was going to be his rock. God knew that you was truly going to step up and be his rib. God knew that you were going to cover him like never before. So now is the time to build yourself up, men and women of God. Now is the time to be who God created you to be. Now is the time to tap into everything that's inside of you that you never even knew was there, that you never even tried to see what was deep beneath the surface. We have to dig a little bit deeper now. Times are already hard. Like so much stuff is going on in this world that's trying to sub, trying to sidetrack us, guys. It's a bunch of distractions going on in this world. And there's nothing nobody could say that's going to make me change what the Bible says about how we should respond as believers in, in crises and injustices that are being done such, such as a time like this. It is never okay for somebody to get murdered, period. And then it's never okay for somebody to get murdered in broad daylight and, and still have to take, what, almost a week for the people to go to jail. That's not okay it is not okay and the bible says when you see an injustice being done to speak up about it but as believers we have to understand that we are chosen we are the ones we have to be the example for the rest of the world you know it's okay to be angry it's okay to be upset but while the rest of the world is reacting in violence that is absolutely not what we're supposed to be doing as believers and i already know we're going to talk about slavery and i respect all of that i'm, I'm I'm an African-American woman myself. I am black. You know, I have black skin. I have the brown skin that I see the memes about. But I also know the God that I serve says that love is the biggest thing of them all. You got faith, hope, and love. And love is the biggest. Love covers a multitude of sin. Yes, everybody is filled with rage. Everybody is very emotional. But see, God gave us the fruit of the spirit because we have self-control get it you understand what i'm saying we're gentle we're meek we're, we're mild we do we have long suffering you get all of them but see you cannot allow what's going on in this world to shift the entire paradigm of what god put you here for you can't just allow situations because of how you feel if god god knew how he felt when he was out there crying in the back in the garden of gethsemane he, he telling god yo god i don't want to do this Take this cup from me. But also he finished that thing off so strong and said, but if not, let your will be done. Your will be done. Crying drops of blood, man. Sweating blood and all that kind of stuff. But he said, let your will be done. And I know for sure God's will is not being done with the responses that we have going on in this world. 
It's our responsibility to speak out against the injustice, of course, guys. Be the change that we want to see. But we have to love one another. We have to try to tell our fellow our fellow brothers and sisters that God is the way. That's Otherwise, what are we here for? Are we fake repping the kingdom out here? And because you're repping Christ and you're saying do what the Bible says to do, I'm not saying be silent. Absolutely not, because that is incorrect. You should not do that. That's outside of the will of God anyway. But what I'm saying is the Bible says that everything is done with decency and in order. And it never, and it doesn't say react off of your feelings because your feelings are, are down there in that soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. You know, that's the thing that God has to struggle the most with us to turn over to him. And the way that everybody else responds is not how a believer should respond. You should not respond the same way the world responds because you are different. You are chosen. You are set apart. You are the one. You understand what I'm saying? It, it, it makes my heart feel so good to see other believers speaking out against what's being done, but maintaining a solid stance, solid stance as a true Christian, Christian person, true being, true man of God, true woman of God doing what does say the Lord. That's amazing. Because imagine what the disciples would be going through in the apostle, uh, apostle Paul. Uh, then you got Silas and the ones that was locked up in chains. Of course, not to me, like tight, like all of them. Like they, they laid down their lives to live the life that God wanted them to live. You understand what I'm saying? And if God was going to be evil, if God was going to return like this, he wouldn't have did all that about turn the other cheek. And now everybody out here using the Bible how they want to use it. Well, we done turned the other cheek. We dealt with slavery. And we're not, when this does not mean you are all for police brutality. That's incorrect. And, and the people of this world, they're going to misconstrue the things that you're saying because they don't understand. They don't understand. You know, they're acting out of their emotions. So you have to be able to control your emotions so you don't let their responses take you out of character because you are a direct representative of Christ Jesus. Understand what I'm saying to you? So don't get it twisted. You have a job to you, myself included. I've been tested so many times on social media over this past week, but I'm standing firm on the word of God. It's not okay to be doing this looting and this, this, all that, man. That stuff ain't right, man. And I'm saying it's not right because because I know that that's not us operating out of a place of love. And the greatest two commandments of my Bible says that what my God says is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your soul and to love your neighbor as yourself, regardless. And, and God could have easily tripped up on Judas, Judas Iscariot, the one that turned them in. He did, but guess what he did? He washed the man's feet, y'all. He literally washed the man's feet amongst all the other disciples. But he knew that he was going to betray him. But he was like, nah, man, I know this got to be done. This has to be done in order for me to fulfill my purpose that my father sent me here for. So go ahead, bro. Do what you got to do and make it quick. So this ain't us washing nobody's feet, y'all. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely not making light of the situation, but it's just like, nah, we ain't washing no feet the way the world going right now. So I need all of my believers that really love God and the word of God and understand what our true purpose here is, just to speak out against injustices and let your voice be known. But, you know, operate out of a place of love. And don't let what this world says change you and who God called you to be because you are chosen. God set you apart for a reason, and it is especially needed during a time such as this. Period. Y'all can even add the T if you want to. Period. You know? It's now or never. 
because the world's not going to stop y'all. This is just going to keep getting worse. And the enemy is really on his job. He, he really is playing mind games on the people of God. You know, the enemy got people just twisted out here and that's what he's doing. But see, that has always been Satan, y'all. It, I mean, that's like, go back to the book of Job. He out here seeking whom he de- whom he may devour. He does his job, y'all. Satan and his his kingdom, the darkness. They man, no people do what they need to do, and they do it together. I mean, you already know when a demon leave, he coming back with six more, six seven, like six seven more. Like you, you out of here because they stick together. So I want us to do that as believers, y'all. We have to, because that's what God put us here for. That's it to spread the gospel, to win souls to baptize, to make disciples, heal the sick, raise the dead. You know, we got to do these things because God's not the Jesus Christ is not here anymore. So, so just cause, just cause Jesus Christ was crucified and resurrected. The gospel didn't stop the, 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 you know what I'm saying? Grace, God's grace will always be sufficient. The great I am, he gonna always be that, but he has, we have to be the willing vessels and we can't be shaky though. We can't get scared because things are going on in this world. When I say get scared, I mean get scared and stay scared because I know I have to clarify, um, you know, because words can have many different meanings and how you say it really matters. So I am really big on clarifying what I'm saying when I say it. So there's no, there's no room for error. So when I say we can't be scared, we can't be scared and remain scared. It is okay to be fearful. Fear, fear is a natural state, but on the other side of that fear is faith in God. You get what I'm saying? When you're out on your last leg, when you when you when there's nothing else that you could do, nowhere else that you can go, who do you trust? Like who do you turn to? For real, think about that. And I want us to really take a second and understand who God is and what He's capable of, and to and to really and to really see that God needs us to be His hands and His feet, y'all. Y'all, He really does. You are you are it. All you have is all you need. And you don't have to worry about not being enough because God is with you. Matter of fact, I told you he ahead of you. He already know what you're going to come, what you're going to come across. That's why he left the Holy Spirit inside of you. And the Holy Spirit knows your beginning and the Holy Spirit knows your end. Man, y'all, we, we got a job to do and we got to do it. But I just wanted to let everybody know that and encourage you today and say you are equipped. You're not missing nothing. And when you speak over your life, speak over your life saying that nothing is missing, nothing is lacking, and nothing is broken. My mind and my body will function the way that God created it to function in the mighty name of Jesus. You have to speak these things that be not as if they if, as if they were. And even if you're afraid, I am strong. I am courageous. I am bold. I serve a big God who does big things, and he has never failed me, and he never will. I'm never alone because God is with me. I am successful because God loves me. God is going to give me the words to say in front of his people. You have to continue to declare these things over your life. You have to continue to affirm yourself. So in times such as these, we're not bound by fear and we're not bound by emotions. We're not angry at the wrong things. Get what I'm saying? Be angry about the injustice. Be angry have these emotions because that is healthy to release these emotions, but don't let these emotions have you understand what I'm saying. I have so many people that's on my timeline speaking up against the things that's going on in Minnesota, which is out of line, you know, rest in peace to that King. 
and, and, and there's absolutely nothing okay about it. But I want to make sure that we have this same energy a year from now, six months from now. You know, make sure that we're able and we're out here trying to do something to make the justice system better. We can have a collective, a group of judges, lawyers, doctors, you know, scientists, even of color, if that's what we prefer. Um, based on this situation, since this is a, a race issue that we're dealing with in, in a certain aspect. But come together, let's do something about it. Period. Nobody deserves to die like that. I don't care what your race is. You know, and that's not minimizing what's going on. I would say the same thing if this was an Asian person, if this was a white person, if this was a Chinese, you know, it doesn't matter because we are all the same. We were all created from the same dirt. We all going back to the same dirt that we came from. So why, what makes me think that I'm any better than you? Yes, that's how the world has been working. And, and I'm, I'm not knocking it because I grew up with that same mentality. You treat me wrong, I'm treating you wrong. Period. I'm coming for your neck. But at the same time, once you become a believer and you take your relationship serious with Christ, some things have to shift, y'all. We got to. The world needs us. God's people need us. They need us. And we need each other. We got to be each other's backbone. We got to be each other's accountability partner. If I see you writing something, wait a minute, sis. Wait a minute, bro. Come on now. I understand there's a lot going on, but I know you and I know where you're at with your walk with God. So take that down. That don't even represent who you are. I love you. You know, we got to be there for one another like that. But I really just wanted to get it all out and tell y'all that we got this. We meaning everybody in this world. If we collectively come together, especially as believers and love on one another, love on the people of God, even the people that don't believe in God, even if the people, even the people that's not trying to be peaceful at all, it's not to judge them. That's how they feel. You can't get mad at a non-believer for how they're responding because we're, we need to do our job to save the souls, period. So, you know, it's not a judgment. We just got to help, God. We got to help, y'all. But anyway, y'all already know what time it is. Y'all already know what my heart is. Y'all already know how I feel because guess what, man? I love y'all the right way, the wrong way, the long way, the strong way. And you have just tuned in to a brand new episode of Radical Talks with Tia Darcell. Hand them out.